Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. On today's episode, we kick off Mike Greer week, where we're going to be looking back at kind of all the big moments in Mike Greer's uh, first season with the Sharks. Uh, This week, today, we're going to be starting with all of Mike Greer's first signings and kind of how they perform. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, and of course, you can watch this on YouTube as well, where all the episodes come out first. And today, like I said, we're going to be digging, starting to kind of dig into Micra's first season with the Sharks. Um, so today we're going to be looking at all their, all of his kind of free agent signings, his UFA signings. Uh, tomorrow we'll be looking at his trades. Later in the week we'll be looking at his draft. And then we're, and also we'll be looking at uh, his first coaching hire in David Quinn and how the Sharks have gotten better or worse uh, compared to last year. Before we dig into today's signings, um, do want to let you guys know about our friends over at HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NHL60 and use the code NHL60 for 60% off free shipping. All right. um, So Mike Greer, of course, um, we're getting close to the one year anniversary, but he co- completed his first uh, season with the Sharks and, you know, want to kind of dig into everything that he's done. And the Sharks have gone through a lot of changes in a short amount of time with Mike Greer. And today we're going to be looking at, like I said, we're going to be looking at his signings, his UFA signings. So um, Mike Greer signed, these are all the players who were UFAs um, who signed contracts with the Sharks or end up being NHL contracts at some point. Um, Derek Pouliot originally was an AHL contract, later converted to an NHL contract. But so here are all the players that he signed. Um, Oscar Lindblom, Nico Sturm, Marcus Nudovara, Matt Benning, CJ Cease, Aaron Dell, Andrew Agazino, Evgeny Sveshnikov, Scott Harrington, and Derek Pouliot. So I went through and Kind of gave grades to all the players, uh, at least what I think of the signings so far one year in. Um, so we're going to start with uh, the Sharks guys. And then the last segment, we'll talk about the kind of the guys who mainly played on the Barracuda. Um, that would be uh, Cease, Agazino, uh, Pouliot, and Dell. I know all those guys did get some NHL games, but the majority of their time was spent in the in the AHL with the Barracuda. So we're going to be talking kind of grading there. Um, how important they were for the Barracuda. So without further ado, let's dive into it here. So if you're watching on YouTube, it's a slide day if you're into that. So Nico Sturm, um, he was, I think, arguably the best signing uh, for for the Sharks. And I 
you could talk me into Matt Benning, but I think Nico Sturm was was the best signing by far. Um, he signed a three-year deal at averaging $2 million a season. Um, this season, he played 74 games, had 14 goals, 12 assists, 119 shots on goal, and 14.44 average time on ice. His Corsi Fort 5 on 5 was 45.61. And his goals for 5 on 5 were 45.12. Uh, his fancy stats... Um, 56 percentile offense for basically just under he played a lot of little high at uh, the high end of the the third uh, line forward um, defense was a little lower than you would kind of expect but um, you know I think the big thing with Nico Sturm is just kind of what he did uh, for Logan Couture right we saw we talked about last week on the big question with Couture of um, what you know is this sustainable and if Nico Sturm continues to play like this, um, I think you can argue that yes, it's going to be sustainable. And you know, Nico Sturm, it's not like he's some old man. You know, he he's 27. I think next year will be his age 28 season. Um, like Nico Sturm should be a valuable player to the Sharks and should kind of have this third, uh, you know, third line center role locked down for the next couple years and um i think you have to give this contract so far at least so far an a um you know my career went out we we've seen the revolving door at three seasons joe thornton left um and he solved that problem this summer this last offseason and nico sturm is you know Originally, was, it was going to be Nick Benino. Nico Storm quickly took the job from him. Um, you know, we, we saw a, a pretty solid, you know, kind of centers uh, between Hurdle, Couture, Sturm, and then Lawrence, who we'll talk about tomorrow in the trades. But um, Nico Sturm, if you told me, you know, he set career highs this season um, and goals, like Nico Sturm was a great, great addition and on a very, very affordable contract. Um you know, at that $2 million price tag. So you have to give uh, Mike Greer an A on that one. So next one, um, Matt Benning, defenseman, signed a four-year contract averaging at $1.25 million AAV. Played 77 games, had one goal, 23 assists, uh, 58 shots on goal, played 1947 average time on ice. Uh, Corsi for 44.77, course goals for 44.23. And um, not 62 percentile defenseman kind of playing that second pair defense um, and nine percent offense. Again, you didn't sign Matt Benning to provide offense, but um, he did a good job. Also on the penalties, he drew way more penalties than expected and didn't take as many penalties as um, a normal player like him. So was a monster, uh, you know, played a lot, a lot of shorthanded Um Probably shouldn't be playing power play, uh, but that's more of, of a uh, indication on the rest of the Sharks roster, um, less on Matt Benning. But Benning, you know, I think, again, we kind of were, a lot of us were like, what are we doing here with Matt Benning, especially the four years? Um, but Matt Benning was a great signing for the Sharks, really, especially on that um, right side. The Sharks have literally no right-handed defenseman after Eric Carlson. Uh, Matt Benning came in and he did an admirable job kind of got posterized a couple times and that's going to happen when you were a defensive defenseman. Um, but again, with that contract, I know the four years is a little long, but it's, you know, at $1.25 million, you can bury the majority of that 
in the AHL if you need to, or it's a very tradable contract here um, in a couple of years if you need to. And you're still getting Matt Benning, uh, who's going to be starting his, you know, age 29 season next year. Like he's, you know, on the back nine, but it's the beginning of the back nine. Like he's not going to kind of age. At, like you're not going to be looking back and going, this contract's horrible, um, you know, at the end of the contracts. Again, if you need to send him down, you can try to bury him in the AHL or it's a very tradable asset um, at, at such a low, low cost. So, um, yeah, I think I think you have to give uh, the Matt Benning signing a B plus. I think the only thing that keeps it going from A is the length. But that was the longest contract in my career handed out was was this was these two contracts, Nico Sturm at three years and Matt Benning at four years. Everybody else uh, was, you know, two years or less. So before. We continue. I uh, do need to take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Today's episode is brought to you by a product that my wife uses literally every day, AG1 by Athletic Greens. If you're like her and you want to be healthy, eat well, and that's way easier said than done. Um, no longer the case with AG1 with one delicious scoop of their AG. AG1 in a glass of water each day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole foods or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. It can be hard and expensive to keep up with multiple different uh, supplements and vitamins, and not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. With AG1, it costs less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily Nutritional insurance. All right, so Benning and um, and Sturm, I think, very very happy with those signings. And um, this next one, you're probably going to be a little surprised where I have him ranked. Uh, Forever Shark Scott Harrington, who signed a one year seven hundred fifty thousand league minimum deal right before uh, training camp. Uh, he ended up playing 20 games for the Sharks, had one goal, six, six assists, uh, 22 shots and goal. Mostly, mostly played with Eric Carlson, but 15, 18 time on ice, 46.56 Corsi four, 52.09% goals for. As for the fancy stats, um, second pair of defensemen, 51% overall, 54% offense, 54% defense. Um, the reason why Harrington is kind of ranked so high he's, is because you basically got him for free and you turned him into an asset as part of the Timo Meyer trade. Um, again, he was sitting out there till the very, very, you know, right before training camp, went through waiver wires at one point. Um, and he was a valuable, useful defenseman um, that you're paying the absolute, absolute minimum to. So um, I think you have to go with a strong B here for Scott Harrington. Is Scott Harrington going to win you a Stanley Cup? Uh, no, but you found something off the the junk heap and you turned it into something as part of the Timo Meyer uh, trade package. So, which hilariously, he gets waived right away and the Ducks claim him. Um, so 
absolutely amazing. But Harrington, you know, I think that's like that's good business of, of finding things for free and turning them into something else. And the Sharks have kind of been doing that a lot recently. Um, you know, the best of, of all so far recently has been the Alexander Barabanov, right? You you turned uh you know you, you turned anti Suomela who you found for free into Alexander Barabanov. So he's been a great addition for the Sharks. But Scott Harrington though, again, you found him for free. He came in, did exactly what you needed for him. You know, he played with a lot with uh, Eric Carlson. He played on the bottom line. He was effective. It is limited time, but again, that, that's just good business. All right. Uh, next on the list, Evgeny Sveshnikov, kind of the same thing again, right? Um, signed right before training camp, play uh, one year vet min, $750,000, uh, played 59 games, uh, had eight goals, six assists, um, 64 shots on goal. 1045 average time on ice, coursing for 47.51, goals for 45.61. And again, Sveshnikov, you know, career high in goals here. Um, I don't not not with points, but someone who you found <laughs> literally off the streets came in and was, you know, a, a, a good bottom six pairing defense or player. So you know, provide a lot more offense than you expect, especially when you look at the the, the fancy stats. His total goals above replacement was three uh, over. The rest of the stuff was, you know, basically, you know, replacement level player. Um, played 605 minutes, even strength, just below the, you know, kind of high end of the fourth line forwards. But, um, you know, he's 26. You took a flyer on a, a guy who is a former high for, you know, high pick and you didn't pay him a lot. And he was a productive player for you. Um, if you want to, you know, he's still an RFA. Uh, he still has RFA status. So if you want to keep him next year, you can totally keep him. If you don't, guess what? It's no, like he came in and served a role for you and was a, you know, a, a good penalty. Uh, not sorry. I didn't play penalty kill, but he was a, you know, just kind of a, a good solid bottom uh, six forward for you. So um, I'll give it a C uh, just because, you know, you got a little bit of offense out of him. It would have been nice to kind of maybe develop work on his development as like a, you know, special team, you know, more on the special teams, but um, you can't complain about the Guinea Svechnikov contract. So, um, next, probably the worst one for uh, Mike Greer, Oscar Lindblom. The most disappointing, I think you have to easily say, right? Uh, signed a two-year, $2.5 million uh, average annual contract um, after being uh, waived by the or bought out by the Flyers. 73 games this year, only had six goals, nine assists, 75 shots on goal, played 10-34, um, Corsi for 45, 15 goals for 37, 10, basically, you know, was, was on the, the fourth line for the sharks. And, you know, before the season, right. You thought Lindblom had a chance to be a, a middle six, maybe second line guy for San Jose, especially because there was a lot of question marks of who's going to play with Kotor and Barabanov. And I personally thought Lindblom was going to be that guy, but it never really kind of worked out for him this season. Um, you know, he's, I know everything that's, you know, with his background and with Trinity. So, you know, coming back from his cancer diagnosis, but, um, you know, just, just 
really kind of struggled um eighth percentile forward uh, 11th percentile offense 30 you know just couldn't find the offensive game that he was known for you know when he was drafted and you know he's kind of going through that transition of trying to figure out what type of player he's going to be but um you know was playing fourth line minutes got a little bit of power play and a little bit of shorthanded as well but um you know just when you're paying two and a half million dollars um for this type of player right we'd rather have Evgeny Sveshnikov who you're paying the the league min or Oscar Lindblom who you're playing two and a half million dollars and they both basically provided the same you know kind of service type of, of of thing so um I think you have to give this contract um I think you have to give it an F right because what you could have done with that two and a half million dollars, you could have done something else with it, you know? Um, so yeah, tough, tougher Oscar. So he'll be back next year. Um, of course, right with the sharks, but, um, you know, it's, I think we have to have lowered expectations for what Oscar Lindblom is, uh, heading into, into the next year with the sharks. So, and then Marcus Nunavara uh, signed a one-year, $1.5 million contract uh, and got hurt in his first preseason game and never uh, played for the Sharks this year. So um, didn't give up a goal, but you have to give this one incomplete. I I like the idea of taking a swing on a guy like, you know, you kind of like the same thing you do with Limblom, right? You're taking a swing on a guy who's shown he can do some stuff. Nudavar has shown, you know, he could do some stuff um, before his injury. But um, yeah, it, it, it stinks for Nudavar who's, you know, there's rumors that he might be retiring type of situation, but, you know, never got a chance to actually see him play and um, kind of have a chance to, you know, go out there, especially with this defense core, right? There's plenty of, plenty of opportunities. Um, so not going to hold it against my career. If a guy gets hurt in training camp and doesn't, you know, uh, so I will give it an incomplete, um, you know, and just remember forever shark Marcus Nuda Vara um, before we continue and get into the Barracuda guys. Um, so we're going to talk about Agazina. We're going to talk about Dell, you know, kind of their impact on the Barracuda. Not much on the Sharks because most of those guys played only played a handful of games, but kind of their impact on the Barracuda. Do want to thank you guys for making uh, Locked On Sharks your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Like I said, we're going to be doing uh, trades. So we have the Brent Burns trade. We have the Timo Meyer trade. Uh, Mike Greer, very, very active in the trade department um, in his first year. 15 total trades involved some of those are uh, draft picks but um you know very very active trading guys uh this season so we will be looking at kind of all the trades um might be a kind of a beefy episode and then we also have another draft profile coming out uh a good friend patrick bexel uh comes on to talk uh one swedish prospect so otto stenberg um so yeah, jam-packed day tomorrow. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. All right. Um, let's start with the Barracuda guys. So four guys that mainly played Barracuda, um, still on NHL deals, 
but mainly played with the Barracuda this year. Um, Andrew Agazzino, well, I think he was easily the best signing of, of them. Uh, signed a two-year deal, $775,000 uh, annual average value. Um, this year, played 63 games with Barracuda, 26 goals, 35 assists, 149 shots in goal. Uh, set franchise records for the Barracuda in goals and uh, uh, points, I believe. Um, he was, and was named their captain. Andrew Agazzino was a great, great signing by Mike Greer. And, you know, if we look back now that we have kind of a year of, of information from Mike Greer, and he was pretty true about this. Like, we don't want to just hand jobs to people, right? Um, Agazzino was, you know, came in, was a perfect professional, played on the top line, you know, playing with guys like William Eklund and Bordalo and Gushin at the end of the season. And, you know, just helping these guys kind of develop and having a guy like Agazino who's played 600 plus AHL games now, right. He's kind of seen it all and done it all. Um, you know, he's gotten to play a handful of, of NHL games as well, but just having a guy like that in your organization, who's no, he knows his job is to help these young players get better and to go out there and produce. And he did ex everything you could have want from, from him. So uh, he'll be back again next year. He will have to clear through waivers, but um, I, I'm not too, too worried about that. So um, I guess, you know, great a plus a, a, a plus whatever, you know, came in, fulfilled his role, looked good in the NHL. Like, so if you need, kind of a break class in case of emergency um you know exactly what you're getting with him he's just he's a professional uh professional hockey player and you know um seems seems like a great guy i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to get him on the podcast this summer so that's the hope next Derek pouillot um signed so he was originally on a one-year uh ahl only deal end of the season he got that deal turned into an nhl deal because they needed uh bodies they needed defensemen but uh, played 37 games in the with the Barracuda this year. Had four goals, 21 assists, 72 shots on goal. Um, did have, I think it was an elbow or a shoulder injury kind of midseason um, that knocked him out. But Pouliot was, you know, he was a, another kind of great signing by, you know, by, by the Sharks organization because he did, came in and fulfilled a role, right? Another kind of high pick that's, you know, had really kind of, you know, hit his expectations in the NHL, but he was the backbone of that blue line for the Barracuda this year. And you saw when he was out, that blue line fell apart. And then when he came back, you know, you, you saw him kind of power playing the, the, or being the quarterback on the power play, you know, like he was an alternate captain for the Barracuda, um, just a professional who, especially when you have a bunch of young players around and you saw the development of some of these young defensemen, right. Um, you know, Kanaizev, I think you saw a huge step jumps up and you have to think having a guy like Derek Pouillot, who again, he's been around, played on a bunch of organizations, was a former high, like just having a professional in the room, I, I think that's going to help everybody around. So Pouillot, I think you have to give that one a, an A as well, right? Very happy hearing that. I would love to see it back in San Jose. We'll see if it's in the cards. I think there there's might be a uh, kind of a bit of a log jam in defenseman right now. So we'll see if it's back in the cards. I would I would personally love to see Pouillot back with the Barracuda next season. So uh, next, Aaron Dell. Goalie signed a one-year $750,000 deal. 
Uh, played 38 games with the Barracuda, 898 save percentage, 314 goals against, allowed 108 goals this season. And this one, if you remember, right, we we were like, you know, it was kind of a little bit later in the offseason. Um, we were all like, what? <laughs> uh, when the Sharks signed, signed Aaron Dell. But again, you look at everything my career, he has stuck to his word, right? We're not going to just give these young guys a job. Um, they have to earn this job, right? And that was the same thing with E2 Makanemi and Strauss Mann. And they neither one of them could beat Aaron Dell. I know Makanemi ended the season with, with an injury, uh, but none, none of those guys could kind of take the job from Aaron Dell. And they rode Aaron Dell hard trying to make the playoffs. I think he started a bajillion games in a row until they were basically until they were out of it. But um you know, Dell again, just a having a professional who's been there, done it. He's played the NHL. He's played the AHL. He's done a bajillion things. Um, you know, just especially with uh, John McCarthy, right, for sheer head coach. Um, just having another veteran around who you can kind of lean on, type of situation. Dell and you know uh, McCarthy, of course, have known each other. They've they played together, all that fun stuff. So um, I'm gonna give the the Dell uh, signing a B. You know, um, did exactly what he came in. You would have loved to see the, the play a little bit better, but I think he kind of got rode, rode a little bit too much there. Would have uh, would have liked to see McNamee or or Man kind of win the job at you know at some point, but Dell just he beat the kids. So, um, and finally. One CJC's um, one year seven hundred seventy five thousand dollar deal. Uh, played forty six games with the Barracuda. Had ten goals, twelve assists, fifty nine shots on goal. Did also uh, have an injury. I think he was out for about a month as well. Kind of near the uh, two thirds mark of the season. Really helped to kind of solidify the middle six, especially again. Kind of looked same thing with Andrew Agazina, right? Um, you don't want to. They didn't want a bunch of just the kids running around. Cease played, you know, several years in the AHL. He's, you know, got to play in the NH, a couple of handful of games in the NHL as well. Um, just kind of being one of those guys that you can kind of just stick on a line. He's going to be a good glue guy. Does exact anything that you want, uh, anything that you ask for. So, um, I'm, you know, would like to see him stay a little bit healthier. Um, you know, but uh, I'll, I'll go with a, I'll go with a B minus for CJC's. Did exactly what he was he was supposed to do. So um wrapping it all up, I think um I think you have to kind of look at Mike Greer's no home runs, you know, none of these guys are are out there, you know, winning you championships right now, but you he had a plan and he stuck to it. And all those guys kind of had a role. You could, you know, Nico Sturm. Matt Benning, great signings. Oscar Lindblom, not looking that great right now, especially for the amount. Um, but again, all kind of safe, safe signings. So we'll see, you know, when Greer starts to get a little bit more cap space here and starts to go a little bit more big game hunting. Uh, hopefully one day, that'd be fun. Um, see how he kind of handles that. But I think you have to be, you know, pleasantly, uh, you know, I think you have to feel pretty good about Greer's signings this year and how you know they all kind of fit the role that was asked of them so um overall we'll give uh we'll give him a b on his mike Greer gets a b on his first round of uh ufa signing so 
Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Uh, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow to look at trades. Uh, mostly we'll, we'll save the kind of the draft ones for when we look at the draft, uh, his first kind of draft and how those guys are doing. Um, so we'll be looking at, you know, like the Brent Burns trade, right? Uh, we'll be looking at the Timo Meyer trade, of course. Um, you know, and then some of the other, you know, little trades that, you know, Mikey Acemont. So we'll talk about Acemont tomorrow as well. Um, the Henry Thrun. We'll talk, you know, you, there's the Matt and Ryan. There's plenty of, of, of trades to kind of dig through and, and, and look at tomorrow. So going to be a fun day with that. So we'll do the same thing. We'll grade all the trades now that we've had a little bit of time to kind of see how they how they're shaking out. So uh, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts and of course on YouTube as well. Um, again, YouTube gets the episodes first. Follow me on Twitter at my fry hole. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at locked on sharks until tomorrow. Bye friends.